The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you wish for a more fulfilling, erotic, and sexual life? The journey begins here. This is The Sexual Voice with your host, Jessica Ford. As a relationship psychotherapist working with individuals and couples for decades, Jessica knows how to create and support meaningful relationships. Along with her guests, Jessica expands the lens of sex therapy, connecting you with a more satisfying and healthier sexual self. Now, here is Jessica Ford. Hello, this is Jessica Ford, and welcome to The Sexual Voice. Today's episode is mindfulness, personal intimacy, and presence with self. The topic today really has special meaning for me. I'm a mindfulness-based stress reduction teacher, or it's MBSR as some people see it. And I've been a practitioner for over a decade in mindfulness-based interventions. And I have seen firsthand the benefits of mindfulness approach especially working with clients with trauma. Helping clients discover there is more right with them than wrong with them is a motto of MBSR. So I'm going to start with a quote from Maslow. And for those who have been listening to my first step since my first episode in July, Maslow's theory has been an underlying theme for the show. And he wrote, actually, in the 40s, the ability to be in the present moment is a major component of mental wellness. And I would agree. To help with this, a very notable practitioner of mindfulness intervention and research is our guest, Dr. Lori Brado, who is a professor at the University of British Columbia in the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology. She is a registered psychologist in Vancouver, Canada. And she is also the executive director of the Women's Health Research Institute. She's the director of the University of BC Sexual Health Laboratory, where research primarily focuses on developing and testing psychological and mindfulness-based interventions for women with sexual desire, arousal difficulties, and women with chronic genital pain. Other major lines of research include exploring psychosocial versus hormonal predictors of women's sexual response, asexuality, sex and cancer, and genital self-image. Dr. Brado is an associate editor for the Archives of Sexual Behavior, And she has over 100 peer-reviewed publications. And she is the sexual health expert for the Globe and Mail. And for those of you who don't know the Globe and Mail, 
outside of Canada. It's the New York Times, as I refer to it in Canada. (laughs) So this episode was recorded on September 2nd. So I want to begin by welcoming Lori. Thank you so much. I know your schedule is very full and very busy. So I'm so happy that you could take part in today's episode. Thank you so much, Jessica. I'm really quite pleased to be here. Thank you. So this is a big topic, and you're my only guest today. And I'm really thrilled with that because there's so much to talk about. And while a lot, of, a lot of people know or see mindfulness, we're not really sure quite what it is. And I think we get lost in, oh, this is Buddhism, or, you know, this is some kind of religious practice. And certainly there is that application. But it is so much more. And it is so relevant to what we're trying to do to help people improve their wellness, uh, to help especially as sex therapists, to help them have a more fulfilling sexual experience. So, not going to waste any more time, and I'm going to ask, can you please give me and give the listeners a brief overview of mindfulness? And then maybe what are the possible benefits for a personal intimate connection? So mindfulness involves paying attention and paying attention in a particular way. So paying attention on purpose and with intention. And as we pay attention, we're called to do this in a non-judgmental way. So that means that we can direct our attention onto a particular place, maybe a part of the body, uh, maybe paying attention to the breath. And as we become aware of everything in that moment, we, we move our attention closer and closer to the, the intimate details of, of that particular sensation. Now, the non-judgmental part is, is especially important. And it suggests that as we observe sensations, that we don't judge them. And we don't judge ourselves, but rather we simply experience the sensations. So for for many of us, there may be a tendency as we focus that we start engaging in thinking. And maybe we start thinking about the breath. Maybe we start worrying about the breath. As we're noticing a pain in the body, we might have certain thoughts. Why do I still have this pain? I should have taken better care of myself. Will I ever learn? And so mindfulness, uh, the mindfulness approach guides us to, to let go of that chatter, let go of, of uh, the, the brain's, the mind's thoughts, and to simply observe. And so we're called to do that over and over again, redirecting our attention onto that, that certain target. And when we do that, um, it allows for a really personal and intimate connection with what it is that we're paying attention to. Well, this we know is quite a challenge for people to let go, you know, with this idea that a thought is a thought, because if I'm thinking it, it really must be real. This must be a part of who I am, how I identify myself. So 
in being able to let go, what methods are you suggesting or recommending in, in the work that you do? How do I let go of something that I've been doing for so long? Yeah, so, you know, and this, this, is a, um, this can be a challenge that um, not only individuals who are well-practiced at mindfulness experience, but, but especially the beginners and um, I often work with individuals who might say, I can't do yoga, or I'm a multitasker by nature, or I simply have too much on my mind. And they perhaps convince themselves before starting that they will fail. Um, or maybe they don't see the value in this. After all, you know, when one is sitting with their eyes closed, it doesn't look like they're doing all too much. So skepticism that mindfulness might be valuable can get in the way for a lot of people simply starting. Um, There are a number of other barriers related to, you know, time management or uh, perhaps falling asleep during the practice or simply not wanting to observe the negative sensations as they arise. So we, we always come back to the most basic of instructions, and that is, Bring your mind back to the present, and it's going to take off. I sometimes use the analogy of a, of a curious puppy, and the mind is somewhat like a puppy. It's very curious, and it, be, it can become very curious uh, with anything and everything in, in the field of awareness. And when it does that, in the same way that we might relate to a curious puppy, we gently redirect the mind back. We don't berate the puppy um, or punish the puppy. We simply redirect it back. And so that's simply, um, at a most simple level, what, what we in, instruct um, individuals to do. Just continue to bring the mind back and be kind to yourself when you do so. Well, sometimes in the approach, we look at this, certainly curiosity is something that we should bring. And sometimes I even hear to, I've heard, you know, referred to as inquiry. You know, to to observe, but also to inquire. Where is the mind going, and what is this about? To and then, as you say, to to be able to escort it back. Um, you know, to be curious about these thoughts that you're having, but in the moment to bring the thoughts back. You know, to bring them back to the moment. So, any any thoughts about, you know, the inquiry aspect. So, you know, the word inquiry um, suggests uh, curiosity, right? So when we inquire, it means that we're curious, we don't quite know what the answer is going to be, and we have a willingness to really try and understand this. Um, We know that words can be very, very powerful and can affect our experience simply if we have a a certain word in mind. So, for example, pain. And when we use mindfulness with individuals who experience pain and we're we're guiding them through their practice, we might not not even use the word pain. We might focus on more neutral words like experience. Be curious about your sensations. What are the bare sensations? And so... Um, it, it means that no matter what the sensations are that are arising, whether they're strongly negative and painful, whether they're very positive and there's 
um, an attraction and a wanting to really stay with those sensations, or the sensations are entirely neutral, that we treat them all the same, and we use curiosity and a spirit of inquiry to just get get as close as we can to, to fully experiencing what those sensations are like. No, I've, I've seen this uh, work with many of the clients that I have uh, engaged this intervention with. And when I say it's extraordinary, especially with my work with individuals with trauma and uh, sexual trauma, and to kind of help them move forward. And we're getting ready to go for break, Lori, but when we come back, I was wondering if there is a case that you could talk about, and we can, uh, I have a few more questions for you. So uh, we're going to go away for break, and we'll be right back with Lori Bratto. Voice counts. Call toll free 1 866 472 5787. 1 866 472 5787. VoiceAmerica.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Sexual Voice with Jessica Ford. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to The Sexual Voice at jafordgroup.com. Now, back to The Sexual Voice. We're back with Lori Bratto, and we're discussing mindfulness and being present with self and how mindfulness-based interventions uh, certainly have some very positive benefits. I mentioned a case that I had worked on uh, many years ago with an individual who had had sexual trauma as a child and in his relationship with his partner had long experienced challenges with being touched. Um, she would not be able to come up and put her arms around him or uh, touch his shoulder even without him pulling away. And for a long time, she felt this, you know, was a rejection of her. But through the treatment and through the intervention of mindfulness, he was able, in this process of inquiry, to begin to understand that the touch took him back to that place in his childhood where the perpetrator would reach out and touch him. And so it would he would literally freeze 
with uh, those thoughts. And with our work, he was able to slowly begin to move forward and the practice of mindfulness. And this person was extremely very motivated to improving his relationship with himself and with his with his partner. So to be able to stay in the moment long enough and as Lori had mentioned, to get close enough to it without realizing that he didn't have to go over to that side that would take him to the past. He could be present in the moment. This was one of the more rewarding cases because this man had suffered his entire adult life with this, and it really had gone a long way, not only, as I said, to improve his relationship with his wife or his partner, but with himself. So does does that sound familiar, Lori, with your cases? It sounds so familiar, Jessica, and I think... um, like so many uh, individuals, uh, men and women who've experienced trauma in the past, there can be an, an evolved response that in, in essentially involves disconnecting from the present moment. So even among those individuals with a history of trauma who continue to engage in sexual activity, their their minds may be totally mis, uh, disengaged. They may be in a uh, they may be dissociated, they may be distracting themselves, they may be thinking about something um, completely non-sexual. And so mindfulness um, has a, a particularly special and important role to play with, with those individuals with a history of trauma in, in helping them to, to really enjoy sexuality again. Um, in my own work, I also often use mindfulness for um, individuals who experience chronic genital pain. Uh, so in the case of vulvodynia, which as a diagnosis, when a woman uh, experiences chronic burning or cutting or stinging pain with, with contact to uh, the vulva and the vagina, and, and vulvodynia is really quite a puzzle and a mystery because when these women are examined uh, by a doctor, there's, there's really no sign of infection or, or pain on a physical exam. So we've been using mindfulness for women with genital pain over the last decade or so, and I wanted to share uh, briefly a, a story of, of one particular woman who stands out in my mind. She had been experiencing genital pain for, for probably a decade, and she was in a long-term, um, otherwise quite happy relationship but because of her, her genital pain and her fear of, of intimacy, it led her to completely pull back on all aspects of sexuality, right down to holding hands and kissing and even undressing in front of her partner. And her fear was that these kinds of um, intimate exchanges might lead them to be sexual and, and, the, and then inevitably the pain for her. So... Her pain really extended into many reaches of her relationship. She lost all sexual desire, and and essentially she felt like a completely non-sexual woman. So with mindfulness, she began to uh, learn that the pain sensations themselves, and and during a mindfulness practice, she would um, essentially touch her, her vulva and vagina with her own hand and learn that the pain sensations themselves were not as scary as she believed them to be. And in fact, they weren't even as as painfully intense as, as she remembered them to be. And so over 
a series of about uh, a number of sessions over the course of about six months, she learned to really tune into the genital pain sensations and let go of the um, the storyline that associated uh, with them, the why me, the this will never go away, um, many catastrophic thoughts like my partner will leave me. And gradually over time, um, she began to re-engage in her sex life. She began to welcome intimate touch, hugs, kisses, uh, more intimate body touch. And eventually over time, she even welcomed genital touch by, by her partner. And what was particularly fascinating for her was she experienced firsthand that as she tuned into her body uh, and let go of the chatter, that it, it no longer was painful for her. It was quite a remarkable discovery for her that she could be so present and in tune with her body sensation. And as she let go of the worries, that the sensations were no longer painful for her. So she was completely transformed by by the mindfulness practice. And, and saw, I saw her recently, and, and to this day she continues to practice mindfulness. She does experience pain on occasion, but when pain does arise... It doesn't scare her in the way that it, that it used to. In fact, she, she uses it as an opportunity to really renew her practice of mindfulness and really tune in and become curious about what those sensations are. This is uh, a similar case. We had uh, Caroline Pucol on uh, a few weeks ago. and But what this kind of not only the benefits of mindfulness and the you know it's it sounds like very successful for for your client and uh, which and her partner I always think you know for what they've been able to achieve but I also you know realize that this is such a broad issue and you and when you're saying vulvodynia is uh, well you know is very underdiagnosed and the people that suffer with this many times because as Carolyn said because people think that pain is normal with sex and so therefore they never really come and disclose it or talk about it and it is very hard as you mentioned to diagnose but I'm someone I'm a listener out there and maybe I have sexual trauma or maybe I have other issues or maybe I just suffer from pain or I'm trying to get connected to myself because the name of the show, Lori, is The sex- Sexual Voice, and it's about encouraging people to connect with themselves, to listen to themselves. And I can't think of a better way to do it than through mindfulness. So what are your thoughts or what approaches would you suggest to individuals who want to listen to themselves, to connect? So I often ask my clients the following question. Think about a time in your life where you had one of your best sexual experiences and try and conjure that up in your mind. And then I ask, what stands out from that encounter? And inevitably, when, when individuals do this, they tend to describe it as a time when they were fully alive, fully present, completely aware of everything every moment, every sensation, all the sounds, smells, feelings. They, they recall the event with such vivid detail, and even if it was years or even decades ago. 
And my own position is that what makes for really great sexual encounters is not the number of orgasms one has or the frequency of their sex, but rather how fully tuned in they are. And we know there's no doubt that the brain is our largest sex organ, yet many individuals go through the motions of sex while their mind is elsewhere, thinking about other things, maybe worrying about the outcome, or quite simply half asleep, especially if sex is late at night. So the the really important message is that mindfulness, this seemingly simple act of paying attention in a, in a non-judgmental way um, can be really the most important way of, of transforming the sex that one is, is having um, into something, from something that's passive and disengaged or painful into something that is fully embodied and that it's within reach. It's, it's something we already have, that ability to pay attention. It's a hard thing to do. I and I'm going to say, in there's nothing more distressing to hear as a sex therapist when someone describes their sexual experience as they're making out their laundry, you know, their their grocery list, you know, during the process. So, and this is obviously not someone who is present in the moment, except. Uh, with making her lists. So uh, in engaging in a more mindful practice, um, to be able to be present with yourself, but what about the partner? Because I I need to be there with myself, not making grocery lists, but there with the physical sensations. Because I see mindfulness as very much a sensory perception. It's awakening all of those centers all of those senses and making them making yourself feel alive and so if i'm present with myself can i be present with the other yes and um when we when we use mindfulness um we often teach mindfulness in the center i work at in in groups so whether it's groups of women who um, all have uh, uh, difficulties with sexual motivation and desire or other groups of women with sexual trauma or other groups of women with genital pain. And so we introduce mindfulness um, as uh, a practice that women can do entirely on their own. But then close to the end of the, the eight sessions, we talk about its transformative power when it's integrated within the, the, the couple context. And it's quite remarkable to hear the feedback when our our participants tell us that paying attention even to the same touch that they've experienced or enjoyed from their partner for the past many, many years or decades, its quality feels so different when when they notice it, when they deliberately pay attention to it. So it's you know, mindfulness can be a way of taking the everyday ordinary, the familiar, the habitual, and shedding new light on it, uh, evoking new awareness and, and a new experience so that it becomes exciting and, and we want to pay attention to that. And again, within the, the partnership context, um, there can be a, a 
quite a, a synergy that happens when both partners are doing that. So bar- both partners may be noticing and becoming aware, paying attention, um, experience sensations that they haven't maybe ever or or for the first time in a very, very long time. So it it's not only a practice that one can benefit from entirely on their own, but for within the, the, the couple context, it can be particularly powerful and, and, and a wonderful synergy arises. No, it is. It makes, as you say, sometimes an ordinary experience extraordinary. And I'm always, I always find it remarkable when they discover that. It's time for another break, Lori, and we'll be right back talking with Lori Brado about mindfulness. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Sexual Voice with Jessica Ford. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to The Sexual Voice at jafordgroup.com. Now, back to The Sexual Voice. Hello, welcome back. I'm talking to Dr. Lori Bratto all the way from British Columbia, where it's a rainy day there, I hear. So uh, we're talking about mindfulness and the word curiosity. So for some of you listeners, you might be saying, okay, this sounds interesting, and and maybe this could help uh, with what I'm experiencing. So where would you recommend they go? Do they need a sex therapist? Do they need a, you know, mindfulness I'm, I certainly can attest for taking an MBSR eight-week course, um, but what would you suggest and what do you advise uh, people that you talk to? Uh, it's, it's a great question, Jessica, and um, certainly the, the media coverage of, of mindfulness has piqued many people's interest in, in wanting more. And um, my suggestion would be, you know, it really depends on um, the individual in, in terms of their, their resources, um, their, their time. Sometimes uh, finances might be a consideration. 
So there are, as you mentioned, uh, wonderful eight-week mindfulness-based stress reduction or MBSR courses that are offered all over uh, both of our countries and, in fact, around the world um, that are led by certified MBSR trainers and teachers. Um, that is a, a, a wonderful plunge into to mindfulness that involves uh, one weekly session with a group as well as daily meditation practices at home and, in addition, a, a full-day meditation retreat. Um, those uh, people can find out about them uh, in so many different ways. There may be a local meditation center, uh, certainly community centers, even universities um, advertise for, for these workshops. Um, and then there are um, certainly other ways to become introduced to mindfulness. There are a number of apps on the smartphone that uh, can introduce one to mindfulness. One of my particular favorites is Headspace. Um, and Headspace can be a, a quite a gentle introduction to mindfulness with uh, simply a 10-minute-per-day new meditation that one downloads and, and follows along. Um, and uh, that can certainly open up uh, other opportunities at the end. There's also a number of websites where one can download and listen to and follow along with meditations online, some, some really great websites. Um, and then, of course, there are a number of um, mental health trained providers and mindfulness um, experienced uh, trainers and practitioners who might do mindfulness one-on-one with a particular individual. Um, those uh, more often than not tend to be in a kind of fee-for-service or there may be a cost associated with doing that. But for the individual who maybe has a preference for doing this one-on-one with uh, someone quite experienced, that might might be the way to go. There, um, as I had mentioned earlier, I, I am a MBS, MBSR teacher and um the program, the eight-week program, is a very prescribed and very specific program as opposed to other people that say we do a five-week mindfulness program, and, and they're very two different things. So I, I always like to provide that distinction between a mindfulness-based stress reduction, which is what John Kabat-Zinn developed and, and taught, versus just the mindfulness-centered programs. All are good but they're two very, very different programs. And so to be aware of that. Um, The other question that I have is, as we're kind of coming to the end, you've shared with us so much information, so much valuable information. Is there something that you would like to leave the listeners with from your experiences of teaching it and what you experienced from your clients? Yes, and I'll, I'll come back to um, uh, a statement I made earlier in our conversation, and that is, it's already there. So we can all think of different events or times in our life where we feel fully present. Present. Um, some use the term in the zone. Athletes often use the term flow. So we all, all of us, regardless of our uh, personal 
dispositions and where we live and our, our, our personal situations and different struggles, we all have that capacity to be present and, and to cultivate that awareness. And so I, I want the listener to um, feel like this is something they already have. And perhaps with a bit of practice and, and maybe some feedback from working with a mindfulness teacher, they can learn to really cultivate that sense of awareness and bring it to many, many different parts of their life. Um, and like any muscle, like different muscles of our body, it's something that the muscle of our mind is something that needs to be exercised. And so the, the, the daily practice, even if for a brief period of time, will really um, um, help us to bring that, that curiosity, that awareness, not only to our sexual encounters and our intimate exchanges, but really to many of the different experiences within our, our day-to-day lives. Well, thank you. It is, when we talk about mindful living, we are referencing to be present in every moment as we kind of go about our day, certainly not just the sexual aspects, although it's quite enjoyable, but just how we live every moment of our day. So, Lori, I know you've got a very full schedule ahead, and I believe you're going to be heading to New York, and I think it's the 16th of November, is that right? It's, uh, so it's November the 4th, Friday, November the 4th, and uh, Sari Cooper, a very well-known uh, and loved uh, sex therapist uh, in, in New York City, is hosting this full-day workshop on Friday, November 4th in Midtown, and I will be sharing with uh, the attendees just the many of the practical ways that we take mindfulness and really apply it to sexuality, a a broad array of different kinds of sexual difficulties and genital pain, both in men and women. And so for listeners who may be um, interested in finding out more about that workshop, uh, you can certainly look it up on Sari's website, which is saricooper.com, and there's an easy link to click on Workshops with a description. I even have a very brief video there, and uh, you can register for the workshop right on the website. Okay, and Sari is S-A-R-I-C-O-O-P-E-R, is that right? That's correct. That's correct. Oh, SariCooper.com. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining uh, me today, joining us today, the listeners, and uh, I really, really appreciate the work you do, but especially uh, in helping people move along and out of their pain, the variety of pain that they experience. So thank you very much, Lori. Well, and thank have a you very workshop. much, Jessica. Thank you very much. It's been such a pleasure to, to be here with you. Okay, thank you. And we're going to be switching a bit here, and I'm going to take us on a little journey a little journey um, of an awareness of breath, which is an approach that it's basically 10 minutes and it's something that you can do on your own. It's something you can do anywhere at any time. So we're going to be doing that as I close out the show. But before we do that, I think we're going to go for a break And then when we come right back, 
we will look at what's coming up next week and finish the show with an awareness of breath. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to the Sexual Voice with Jessica Ford. To reach our show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to the Sexual Voice at jafordgroup.com. Now, back to the Sexual Voice. Well, welcome back, and uh, we've just finished a wonderful conversation with Dr. Lori Brado in British Columbia around mindfulness. Um, but I'm going to look ahead, and next week, in next week's show, we're going to be looking at the ebb and flow of sex and desire. Is it me or you? And sharing her insights with us is Dr. Pepper Swartz. She's a professor of sociology at the University of Washington in Seattle. She holds a bachelor and master's degree from the Washington University in St. Louis, where she was a Woodrow Wilson fellow. And she has an MA and PhD in sociology from Yale University. Currently, she is one of the experts on the a and E FYI channels show Married at First Sight, which is now in its fourth season, and she has authored over 14 books. Dr. Swartz is the national love and relationship expert and ambassador for AARP, and she writes the column The Naked Truth. So please join us next week for hearing. Uh, what Dr. Schwartz has to say, I'm sure it'll be quite illuminating. And I'm going to kind of use my little phrase that I normally close out the show with, and uh, then I'm going to do the awareness of breath exercise that I hope all of you will listen to and practice. So you're encouraged, as always, to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Please do so, and I'm delighted when I see new links, so thank you so much. I'm going to say kind of goodbye for now, and I want to thank you for listening, and remember that healthy sex begins with you, 
and encouraging you to join me next Friday when we'll explore and talk some more. A quote, another quote from Maslow. We fear to know the fearsome and unsavory aspects of ourselves, but we fear even more to know the godlike in ourselves. So please find a comfortable place wherever you are. It could be in your home or in an office or in your car. Or maybe you're out walking and listening to this broadcast on your, your phone with your little earbuds. But find a comfortable place for yourself. And we'll begin. The exercise that we're going to be doing is a part of mindfulness training. And it's limited to developing mindfulness of breath. You will learn to become aware straight away of all conscious and perhaps unconscious activities in the mind, which often affect our breath. So finding yourself in this comfortable place, sitting or standing, however you want, just Become aware. Are your feet grounded on the floor or on the ground? And how you're either sitting or standing? Your neck and back, do they feel somewhat straight? Can you focus all of your attention at the entrance of your nostrils? And to begin subtle awareness of breathing in and out. It's a simple breath. No need to force it. It's not controlled. But just bring your awareness to your breath. It's a natural breath. And feeling the sensations at your nostrils. Breathe as you need to breathe, without controlling it. And just have your awareness with your breath, breathing in and out. And the sensations of your lungs or your chest as you breathe in and out. If the air in the environment is very warm or cool, you may feel the temperature of the air touching the outer ring or the inner walls of the nostrils. And at times, you feel nothing, and that's okay. Then simply be aware that the air is flowing continuously at the entrance of the nostrils. Notice if it comes more through the left, or the right nostril, if it is deep or shallow, fast or slow. When you are aware of the incoming and outgoing breath, there is no past or future. You are in the present moment, 
from moment to moment. Time almost doesn't exist. Your mind is not used to staying in the present moment. It's used to wandering in the past or wandering to the future. But very, very rarely staying in the present moment. There are reasons this occurs. When parts of the brain are constantly activated by habit or because there is a memory that is more or less stressful, the strength of this activation in the brain is such that we tend to repeat the thought or the memory. And because of this repetition, these pathways in the brain are facilitated and the thoughts related to these pathways keep on intruding. They keep on intruding over and over and over again until you stop nurturing them by not thinking of them. Your big challenge during this exercise is to withdraw your attention from an ongoing thought. Understanding that it is just a thought. Keep breathing. Breathing consciously. Very alert. Very attentive. Every time a thought arises, see it for what it is, just a thought. Not the truth, not you, although there may be true issues within that thought. The thought is just a thought. Learn to see thoughts for what they are. Practice now for just a few minutes to see thoughts for what they are without reacting or engaging with them, without identifying yourself with them, with a degree of detachment. And look at the incoming and outgoing breath as it comes in and as it goes out. Take a minute and do your best. Keep on focusing steadily on the in and outgoing breath. trying to sustain your attention towards your breath for as long as you can. There is no need to count or put any strategy into your mind because you would be focusing on the strategy and forget the breath.
you might start saying one, two, one, two, or in, out, in, out, and forget all about what you're actually doing. So for this exercise, just observe what actually happens rather than thinking about what happens. Learn about your mind by focusing on your breath. Moment to moment. Without judging, evaluating, or reacting to the experience. Simply keep practicing. The longer you practice, the more changes you'll notice in your daily activities. Or you'll be able to focus better, gain time on your job, be less bothered with intrusive thoughts, and develop a greater degree of self-confidence and self-control. Keep practicing steadily, focusing on the incoming and outgoing breath. Every time your mind wanders, and the mind likes to wander, it's used to that. Don't feel disappointed or defeated. Bring it back smilingly to the awareness of breathing at the entrance of your nostrils. And keep on developing your awareness of breath, mastering your own mind, bit by bit, progressively. Keep practicing confidently. You might feel the sensation of cold in the inner walls of the nostrils as you breathe in. And maybe a sensation of warmth on the inner walls of the nostrils as you breathe out. And maybe a little feeling of air touching the skin right below the nostrils. On the area of the upper lip. On the area of a mustache. If you don't feel anything, breathe just a little harder. And then come back to normal breathing. Remember, we're not trying to regulate the breath. We're just observing and accepting it. Keeping on the focus of the breath. Trying to sustain your attention for as long as you can, just with breathing. Very alert, very attentive. Every time a thought arises, see it for what it is, just a thought. In present moment, from moment to moment. 
you might begin to feel other sensations on your face, maybe even your body. And this is normal, whether they are pleasant or unpleasant. Feeling these sensations are absolutely normal. The more relaxed you are, the more sensitive to your processes you become because you're not distracted. Very alert. Keep on focusing consciously on the in and outgoing breath as for as long as you can. The more you practice this awareness of breath, the more benefits you'll find that you feel. This is an exercise when you're feeling tense or when you're feeling anxious or stressed that will, you will find changes very quickly and those feelings are gone. So practice whenever and however you can. Thank you for listening. And remember, as a recorded show, you can always come back and listen to this recording whenever you would like. Thank you for joining Jessica and her guests today on The Sexual Voice. Please tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is here. Enjoy your sexual self. And please join us here next Friday.